everybody. Thank you for listening. This will be the first part, kind of the first part. I'll talk about that a little later. But the first part of my Black Widow review, there's going to be, I'm telling you now, there's going to be full spoilers ahead. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, log off right now, come back to this review afterwards, and then we can talk about it. But if you don't care about spoilers, then you're good. This is probably going to be my first review and my first coverage of this movie. I'll speak more about that at the end, but there will be a lot more Black Widow coverage, so this is not everything. One thing I wanted to talk about before I started reviewing the movie was expectations and how they affect everything. While I'm reviewing this movie, I'm going to talk about my expectations a lot because I feel like this had some weird, this movie was kind of weird because a lot of expectations come from reviews. And I feel like there are things that I was expecting highly of, and there are things that I was expecting lower of because of reviews that may have impacted how much I enjoyed the film. I also want to talk about, this is something kind of something that comes out when reviewing any movie, but especially these big properties like Star Wars, Marvel, DC, which is the fan perspective versus the critic perspective. I always try to differentiate the two the fan perspective is just like fan service did i love it was this awesome was it awesome seeing this comic book character and then critic perspective is more to me more breaking down was this a good movie was the script good was this a good movie and for me i try to separate the two when i listen to reviews of movies i can always tell when someone's either leans way more fan or leans way more critic And I like to listen to, I like to hear both sides of perspectives. So that's why in my reviews, I'm going to try to separate what was good about the movie and then what I liked about the movie as a fan. And then as a critic, I try to always do that in my reviews and be really kind of analytical about it. And then also be like, as a fan, what did I love about it? If that makes sense. Another thing is there's the difference between kind of what is objectively good and what did I like? What was my favorite and what was just good? Um, Because you can love movies that are bad and you can hate movies that are really good. So I try to separate what I liked about each movie and then what was good about each movie and what I didn't like and what was bad. So I'm going to try to separate. I'm going to do as best I can to separate those in the review. So you know that, okay, this was what was good about the movie. And then this is what Jake liked about the movie. And then this is what Jake didn't like. And then this was what was bad. So you kind of have all those different aspects of it. So I'm going to try to do that. So another thing that I've noticed about this movie is since it was first announced, it's kind of had a negative aura around it. Like it feels like people have wanted to hate it. People, this is one that wasn't as anticipated among fans. There's plenty of Black Widow fans who were really excited because people have been wanting this movie. But there were also people who are like, this is a dead character who was kind of a side character in a lot of the movies, didn't get a lot of screen time. Like of all the upcoming movies, like, why should I care that much about this one? And that's fine. That's a very completely valid opinion. But I did think there was a lot of negativity going into this movie. And I think there's a lot of negativity now. I'm seeing a lot of criticism, which is good. Some really valid criticism. But I'm also seeing some really toxic, ridiculous hate. I think this movie is being totally overhated. So I respect those people who can say what they didn't like about it and actually break it down instead of just hating it for nothing. So I really don't like the negative negativity around this film. I don't know if there's some sort of double standard or what, because it seems like a lot of other films haven't had this, but I don't know. 
that said, there are a lot of criticisms of this movie that are completely fair, and I'm going to talk about them, and I have my own criticisms of this movie. I'll also bring out some of the common criticisms of this movie and why I may disagree or agree with them. So getting into the review, one thing I took into consideration was how much of an impossible task this movie was. Creators like to have as much freedom to tell their story as possible, but this was the opposite. The goal of the movie was to add more depth to Natasha, tell a satisfying story, make her death more impactful, make everything that happens more impactful, add more context, introduce new characters, and then fit within the timeline and not mess anything up or cause any contradictions. So this was a very restricted movie in what they could do. And I think with that in mind, they totally succeeded. I really, really love this movie. This is one of the best Marvel solo movies in a while. I think there are a lot of great Marvel solo movies, but I think this beats Iron Man 2. I think this beats Iron Man 3. I think this beats Thor, Thor the Dark World. I don't know. The Captain America trilogy is really good, but personally, this beats Captain America, the first Avenger. This beats Incredible Hulk for me. I really, really like this movie, and this is up there for me. This is probably one of my favorite MCU movies. I've already seen it twice, and I plan to rewatch it. I think this is one that's going to be really rewatchable for me personally, and I can't wait to see it again. I really liked it. So I'm going to go through all the things I loved about it, all the things that were really good about it, and then we'll get into the criticisms. One of the things I loved was the tone. This movie was the perfect balance of tone. On one side, you had the mature, dark, and brutal aspect of it where you had to show the horrendous horrendous nature of the Red Room and how horrible it is. And that had to be balanced with the kind of more lighthearted, fun comedy, the kind of Marvel trademark Marvel comedy that they're known for. And I was worried, especially after seeing that trailer, that the humor was going to be cringy and it's going to be making fun of what is this really dark backstory and one of the darkest Marvel things. And I thought it worked perfectly, especially like watching the opening scene, the opening credits, the, the way it was so dark and it was perfect because they had to have that in there. In Age of Ultron, it was already established how creepy and weird the Red Room was in those flashbacks. And I think this only added to that. And I thought that balance of comedy and darkness and emotion was perfect. I really, really loved it. Another thing that was fantastic was the action scenes. They were really, really well choreographed. And I think they were some of the best in the MCU. One of the things that was great about them was how brutal and visceral they were. Unlike something like Loki, which I feel like I've had a problem with a lot of the punches didn't look like they connected and they didn't feel like there was any weight behind them. This was the exact opposite. The punches really, every single one, the punches and kick looked like they hit. They looked like they hurt more than any other MCU project. Even Winter Soldier, which the action level in Winter Soldier and in Black Widow can are very comparable. The punches were much more intense and much more visceral and much more brutal in this than in Winter Soldier. And it worked perfectly for me. I've never seen, this is probably the most mature and the darkest Marvel movie. And I loved it. I thought it was perfect. It was amazing. The action scenes were so well choreographed too. Just watching, even slowing it down and watching clips on YouTube, slowed down watching the choreography, all the little details, the trademark moves, but then all these cool little moves. I thought it was just really, really well done. These are fight scenes. I'm going to go, they're beautiful fight scenes. I'm going to go back and rewatch them over and over. I love a good fight scene. And I'd been missing this big Marvel fight scenes. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier had a some, 
And WandaVision and Loki didn't really have the big, big Marvel fight scenes. And this totally delivered. And I think these might be my favorite fight scenes in the MCU. I love them. If you're a fan of Winter Soldier and the fight scenes in Winter Soldier, you're going to love the fight scenes in Black Widow. It was gritty, visceral, brutal, and just perfect. Another thing is the arc. It was really hard because they had to add more depth to Natasha and give her an arc that fits in with the rest of the MCU. And I really liked what they did with her. And I think that the arc they gave her in this movie makes sense with Infinity War and Endgame, and it adds meaning to Infinity War and Endgame. I like that, first of all, with Natasha denying that their family construct was real, and then finally coming around and admitting that it was real to her. I thought that was really impactful and emotional. And then also, so much of Natasha's character has been about guilt, and seeing her deal with her guilt finally going back and she has to literally face it in Dracov's daughter, literally an embodiment of something she did that she feels horrible for. Having to face her guilt is something I really liked. And I like near the end, her finally coming to terms with it a little bit, which puts her in a place where she can make that ultimate sacrifice in Endgame. And plus just even little things like Natasha having Yelena's vest the entire time of Infinity War just adds so much more meaning to that movie. And I think this movie was really successful in giving more depth to Natasha, giving her a better backstory, explaining her backstory, and then giving her a satisfying arc. And I think this will drastically improve how she is in Infinity War and Endgame with this kind of added context. Another thing that was really cool about this movie was kind of the commentary on human trafficking. It was something so dark that I never expected Marvel to actually go there. But that seems to be the whole theme of phase four. Like I never expected Marvel to go this deep with grief or with racial issues or with identity. But these shows and these movies have been really, really impressing me with how far Marvel is willing to go. They're taking risks and they're diving into stuff I never thought they would. And I really like the comment, like the opening credits were so impactful and dark and visceral and really, really, really good in the commentary on how horrible and showing the horrors of human trafficking was I think it was just amazing and I didn't expect it in this movie and I was blown away by it I really like Natasha fighting for the girls whose lives were taken away fighting for them to be able to have their own lives and be able to choose what they want to do with their lives I like that I liked the way this movie showed the darkness and the horror of the red room how they took away the lives and the right to choose what you want to do with your life and That was all that I think the darkness in the movie was perfect. And then going to more of the emotion of the movie, the whole family theme was perfect. And I think the chemistry between all the characters and the whole emotional storyline of this movie, I think it was one of the best of the MCU. I really, I connected with all the characters. The whole family thing was perfect for me. All the character stuff was really moving. I wasn't expecting there to be much emotion in this movie. I was just expecting cool action scenes but I was really moved and really surprised by the character work in this movie too. Um, I thought the humor was perfect. Watching the trailer, I was a little worried that I was like, the fight scenes will be awesome, but I think David Harbour as Red Guardian will be cringy. And I wasn't sure if the humor was going to work, but it worked 90% 90 of the time in this movie for me. I loved it and it was genuinely funny and it was just perfect for me. It was played so well. It was written so well. I thought Florence Pugh and David Harbour killed it and were fantastic. The entire cast was really good. Florence Pugh 
she's a superstar. She's going to be amazing. She's one of my favorite MCU characters now, Yelena. Her emotional arc and the emotional scenes were played so well and were so moving, but then the humor and then the action scenes, I think Florence Pugh just absolutely nailed it. She totally stood out as one of the best parts of this movie. David Harbour was hilarious as Red Guardian. I was not expecting much based on the trailers, and he totally blew me away. And then Rachel Weiss as Melina, I surprisingly really liked too. I liked how she Melina was more cold and icy, but kind of came around at the end and reconnected with her family. I thought the chemistry of the entire cast was really, really good. They felt like a real family, and the way they all played off of each other was perfect. I think Marvel has a great record with providing complex sibling dynamics and just fun siblings like Thor and Loki, Shuri and T'Challa, Gamora and Nebula, Pietro and Wanda. But I think Yelena and Natasha may be my favorite MCU siblings. I thought they were so good together. Their chemistry was perfect and they felt like real sisters because they argued a lot, but they also came together in the end. And I thought they were amazing. And all this great character work so much of it comes from the script and all credit to the writers but also from the actors and I am continually impressed and I feel like Marvel's casting team Sarah Haley Finn who's the casting manager it's so underrated what they're able to do so many of their characters are iconic and can't be imagined with other actors because Marvel is so good at casting I feel like every character, every single character, they managed to cast the literal perfect actor or actress for them, whether it's a small role or a large one or a small role that becomes a large one like Wanda. They casted Elizabeth Olsen, not expecting that she would have to do some crazy, really tough acting in WandaVision, but they cast a good actor and she was amazing in WandaVision. They're just so good. And I love that. They don't always go for the big stars. They go for the best person for the role, whether that's somebody that seems like a weird unconventional choice or whether that's a newcomer someone who hasn't acted in a lot of things before or whether that is the big star and that's someone major so i think that's really awesome one of the criticisms was that scarlet was scarlet johansson was a little overshadowed in her own movie by florence Pugh, and i disagree but i also agree i agree that she was a little overshadowed but I feel like that's how it works because in usually in a Marvel movie, okay, this is not true of Ant-Man. This is not true of, there's exceptions, of course, but usually, especially the one thinking of the Captain America movies, the main character is the serious one and has to be the one that keeps everything serious while the side characters have more leeway to be goofy and stand out more and do some crazy things. And I feel like that's how it was in Winter Soldier where Steve was all serious But Scarlett Johansson, as Black Widow, got to be a little more fun, have a little more fun in the role. And she kind of, in my opinion, was a standout of that movie. So I think it's that same thing with Florence Pugh being a standout in Black Widow. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that was awesome. And I also think it wasn't like that Scarlett was overshadowed a ton. She had some great stuff to do. And this was still her movie, even though Florence Pugh was fantastic in it. And I also think respect to her because she was very involved in the creative process of this movie respect to her for allowing herself to be overshadowed a little bit and allowing these other characters to have the chance to shine because thinking of some other movie stars who are very involved with their franchises who maybe are more self-centered and maybe don't allow other characters to have any screen time and don't allow themselves to lose in fights or get beat up um i think people know who i'm talking about (laughs) 
but there's it's pretty funny how there's some actors who always have to be the center of every movie they're in they always have to be the lead they always nobody else gets any more screen time they're the main focus and i like that scarlet was willing to allow florence to stand out to have this be more of an ensemble movie with this great cast i thought this movie had a lot of heart the emotional scenes really hit me i loved yelena um I think she was so well played. I loved all the family stuff. It was perfect. All the technical stuff of this movie, I thought it was really well directed. I thought the visual effects were perfect. I really didn't see any faults with them. I missed, this reminded me, this movie reminded me how much I miss the big scale and scope of Marvel movies. And it totally delivered on that. What else? Um, Just on a, not even thinking about thematically or character development wise, just surface level the plot of this movie i liked natasha taking down the red room i really liked the kind of things inspired by mission impossible james bond the kind of spy stuff the whole breakout scene where they broke out alexi from prison was really fun i love the twist when it was revealed that natasha and melina switched places i think there were some genuine plot twists and surprise that i did not expect i also loved we're going to, okay, let's, let's, I love the post-credit scene, how it led into Hawkeye. I can't wait for Hawkeye, but then I want to also mention Taskmaster because a lot of people, a lot of big fans of the character in the comics hated the way he was portrayed in the movie for a couple of reasons. He was just a really, I, I keep saying he, in the comics, Taskmaster is a male and in the movie, she's a female. In the comics, Taskmaster is a mercenary who never shuts up. He's very, very talky. He has a skull armor. He has different looking armor. And it's not really technology based, his ability to copy other people. So, and he has nothing to do with the Red Room. He's solo. He talks a lot. He's completely different. And in this movie, he was just kind of a, excuse me, in this movie, she was kind of a glorified henchman. I, I think as someone who has no connection to Taskmaster in the comics, I don't have a fan perspective on this. I feel like I'm not a fan of Taskmaster in the comics because I haven't read any comics with him. So I really like Taskmaster in the movie. I thought he was really cool. I'll talk about my criticism of him, but I thought he was really cool and I liked him. And then from a critic perspective, as much as I would have wanted to see a little more of him, I thought he worked perfectly within the context of the movie. He fit in well, not thinking about the comics. Now, I completely understand and respect, and I'm sure I would feel this way if I was a huge comics Taskmaster fan, especially coming, if I was a big comics Taskmaster fan, from fan perspective, I would be super disappointed in his portrayal because of how big of a departure it is. But also from a critic perspective, analyzing the storytelling of the movie, I think the way they handled Taskmaster, the twist was perfect because the change of his character, because it's Natasha fighting against someone she really hurt it's literally natasha fighting against the amalgamation fighting against somebody who represents her past who represents who embodies all her guilt and her past and it's literally her confronting her guilt confronting her past so that she can move on and get to the point in endgame where she can make that big sacrifice and it can be her choice to make that big sacrifice and save the universe and i think as much as I respect and I completely understand and the opinion is completely valid that Taskmaster may have been way different than in the comics and maybe he was much better in the comics, I think narrative-wise, it's good storytelling what they did with her 
I keep changing from him to her, what they did with her in the movie. Um, that said, what I know about the comics character is that he's a much bigger villain. He's a lot more fun. So I would totally be up to see kind of like what they did with Mandarin, see a different Taskmaster, a more comics accurate Taskmaster appear somewhere down the line in another Marvel Studios project. And I didn't mind. Some people were upset that Marvel switched Taskmaster into a girl. That doesn't bother me at all. A good story is a good story, whether it's a boy or a girl. I don't care. Another thing is the score. I thought the score was really well done, especially the soundtrack too, but the score was really, really well done. I really liked it. Yeah, so that's pretty much all I have to say about what I loved about this movie. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. But before I get into the criticisms, I want to talk about the Disney Plus effect, which I don't think it affected me and my enjoyment of the movie, but I can see how it might have subconsciously or consciously affected other people kind of judging this movie. And I've been calling it the Disney Plus effect. And what it is, is that we've gotten three Disney Plus shows. And because they're shows, the longer form storytelling allows for more character development, more character exploration, and more time to have slower scenes to sit and breathe with these characters. And just more time to explore more ideas and really delve deeper into more ideas. So I was thinking that the Disney Plus shows may have a negative effect on people's outlook on the movies, because if they get so used to the level of character development and growth in the shows, it may look make the movies look a little bit lacking in comparison. That didn't affect me with Black Widow like I might have expected it to, but I think maybe subconsciously or consciously it may have affected others. others I don't know. That's just an interesting idea to keep in mind and consider. One of the common criticisms was that the third act turned into a big CGI skydiving battle, which is true, and that people didn't like that. It kind of went typical big MCU final battle. And maybe it's because I've been missing the big MCU giant battle, but it didn't bother me at all. I can see why people would be bummed out by it because it is very familiar. But I really liked it. I liked the normal big MCU third act. Um, so I didn't, I didn't have that problem with it at all, but I totally understand people who do. Again, Taskmaster, the twist worked for me. I really liked Natasha facing the embodiment of her guilt. I also think that the fighting scenes we got with her were awesome. My one complaint about her is that we just didn't get enough of her. I would have liked to see more of her fighting, more of the gimmick, almost the, the ability to copy other people's moves. We saw a little bit, but I would like to see more of that. Um, and I understand people feeling like she was wasted because in the comics, he is a big character, but in the movie, she was kind of just like a henchman to the red room. And for people who are disappointed with that, I totally understand. Um, just personally, I didn't bother me too much because I'm not connected to the comics. Another thing I definitely noticed, and you got to have good suspension of disbelief, is the kind of plot armor Black Widow had. She was almost invincible in this movie to a level that it would be more realistic if she was a super soldier, but she was like falling down from high places, whacking into things, which would have broken all her legs. She was going, getting in crazy car crashes. She was jumping out of explosions, all this crazy stuff, getting punched in the face so many times and kicked that if this was realistic, she would definitely not survive. She would be dead quite a few times already. 
So I think you need to have a really strong suspension of disbelief in this movie. For me, I have a good suspension of disbelief, but this reached the level where any more, and it would have been a little bit ridiculous for me. It just exactly reached that line and it didn't go any past that line, which I'm glad, but it was right there. So you got to have good suspension of disbelief. It didn't lessen my enjoyment of the movie, but any more, and it probably would have, but I think they towed that line, but they didn't do too much, which I'm glad. Another criticism was Drakov, but I thought, I actually thought he worked within the context of the movie. He was not one of the most well-developed villains. He was just pure evil, but I thought he was played really well by Ray Winstone, and he was easily one of the most hateable characters. Ray Winstone did a great job making you hate him almost instantly, and he's one of the most despicable MCU characters, and I think he worked. He was what the film needed. I don't think there was enough time to try to make a layered and complex villain like there was with Black Panther or something. But um, within the context of the movie, it didn't bother me. Sometimes a villain like that, a one-dimensional villain like that would bother me. For example, like in Ant-Man, the first Ant-Man movie. But in Black Widow, it didn't bother me at all. It all just depends on the movie. I noticed that some people seem to have some issues with the editing and pacing. But it didn't really bother me at all. I didn't even notice that. So I really liked it. I understand. I do agree that maybe there was a like the second act had a lot of a lot of talking and a big gap in between fight scenes. But I, I liked that. I liked these characters were so compelling and so good that I liked spending time with them. And I didn't miss the action. I didn't get bored at all. My one final criticism was the kind of abrupt ending, not the actual ending scene itself. But you have this scene where, okay, Natasha's family all leaves, but she doesn't go with them, which I think is very much for the plot because in the future she's not with them, so she can't go with them. But she stays when the army's coming and we don't, it just, it just cuts to two weeks later. I thought that ending was kind of abrupt and out of nowhere. It doesn't bother me too much after getting used to it. Like it took some getting used to and now I'm over it. I'm like, okay, she probably went with the army. They probably took her in. She probably told them all about the Red Room. They probably freed her and she went to find Captain America and blah, 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 and went to get the jet. But um, but it was kind of a weird, abrupt ending. But then the scene after that, the two weeks later scene, I loved tying it right into Infinity War with her with Yelena's vest, which I loved with her with the blonde hair. So that was pretty awesome. Um, and I love the way it connects to everything else. So... Overall, I love this movie. Fight scenes were great. The thematic things were great. The acting was great. The cast, the characters were amazing. Um, Criticisms, definitely suspension of disbelief. There's some crazy stuff. Black Widow survived. And then that just kind of weird, abrupt ending. Um, Maybe I would have liked to see more of Taskmaster. Um, And that's pretty much it. This movie makes me realize I want more Black Widow movies. I know Black Widow's dead. But let's get some more Black Widow movies and let's have Yelena Belova be the new Black Widow and let's get the same director and let's do more like visceral, brutal Black Widow movies with that like Bond influence with more missions and prison breaks. And I I loved it so much and I hope they get more. Now, I think I like this movie more than how good it was. Like, I think it was a solid, good movie, but I think I liked it a lot more than than that. So how much I liked it, I would probably give it a 9 out of 10. How good of a movie it was, I would probably give it maybe an 8 out of 10. And then how much I liked it is a 9 out of 10. It's pretty close. Um, So I love this movie. 
I was so impressed. I've been waiting for so long. This was a great return to movies for Marvel. And I was pleasantly surprised. I literally want to go back. I watched it again this morning for the second time. I want to go back and watch it a third time. I really loved it. This is going to be one I return to. Um, yeah, and I can't wait to see. I hope we see more of these characters. Yelena, Red Guardian, Molina. We know Black Widow's dead, but I just want to see more of these characters in the future because I really enjoyed spending time with them. So this was part one of my Black Widow coverage. I'm it, Depending on what Chris does when he sees this movie, I'll be probably doing another review with him so you can hear his thoughts on the movie. I don't know. I have no idea what he'll feel about it. Another thing is that there's a form, first thing in the description, where you can submit topics or questions. And I know that I feel like I'm going to finish recording. And an hour later, I'm going to be like, oh, I forgot to say this. I should have said this. So I might, if I have enough things to say, and if people submit enough topics, I might do an additional Black Widow episode saying what I need to say, adding stuff to this review. And then if anyone has anything they want to discuss, please, scenes you liked, criticisms, things you want to talk about, questions about the movie, anything relating to Black Widow, some, as many as you want. I, the same person, person can submit 100 things. Whatever you want, if anybody has anything to submit in the form about Black Widow, maybe I'll make a separate episode, an additional episode about Black Widow. Um, yeah, so we'll see if that happens. A quick content update. Thank you, everyone, who's been keeping up. Um, we will be continuing the Bad Batch weekly episodes. Then once that season's over, I'll do a full season review by myself. Same with Loki, weekly by myself, full season review by myself, and maybe full season review with Chris. So you're going to be getting a lot of Loki content. And then A Quiet Place Part 2 review will be coming out soon from me because it comes out in on Paramount Plus pretty soon. And a Space Jam 2 review once that movie comes out on HBO Max. So besides the form in the description, there are other ways to leave feedback. You can leave an email, leave a voicemail, or leave a comment on the YouTube channel. You, know, you all know how to leave a comment. Uh, but you can leave an email or a voicemail by using the links in the description. So feel free to do that. And for everyone watching on YouTube, I know it's there's no visuals. So it's better just to listen to this as a podcast. And I know YouTube doesn't let you close the app and listen. So if you want to listen to this as a podcast, feel free. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just look up Movie Talk with Jake and Chris. And you can just li listen to the audio. And you don't have to be stuck in the YouTube app. Um, so that's just a reminder. Please also remember to share this channel with friends or family, uh, anybody into movies, Marvel, Star Wars, any of the big franchises. Um, thank you everyone for listening and have a good day.